Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who have built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. In today's episode, John Duisberg and Prem Bhatia sit down to review clips from seven top executives who we featured on the show thus far and expound upon how these insights are vital to their leadership in 2023 as co-founders of their company, Cool Leaf. We want this episode to also equip you as people leaders in your own organizations to create award-winning cultures where your people thrive and next-level business growth outcomes follow. We want to thank all of you who have been making the Great Retention community what it has become today as a movement and what it will continue to do as all of you go out into your sphere of influence to use your leadership as a force for good. All right, let's jump into this episode. Over to you, John. Hey, everyone. This is John Duisberg here coming to you with another episode of The Great Retention. Um, really excited about today. This is We're doing something brand new, okay? So we're going to take uh, seven key lessons learned from our past speakers, so from the past year, and we're going to dive into them. Right. So, uh, you know, with the great retention, right, we are all about um, elevating purpose driven leaders who can then uh, just create a better employee experience for their teams, for their companies, which ultimately is going to help them be successful, of course, you know, as a business. Right. So that's what the great retention is all about. And, um, you know, we've just been reflecting over this last year as we kick off into 2023 and we thought, hey, there are just some really great nuggets, some really great insights that we wanted to highlight and we wanted to just dive into. Um, and so we're bringing that to you today. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, and I am joined uh, by my co-founder, Prem Bhatia. And I'm so excited for you to be here with me, Prem. Um, and, you know, a note, a note, so so you and I, hey, we're founders, right? We we're founders of Cool Leaf. So we're learning everything they do. Yeah, we're learning every day too. So this is really exciting. And we're also joined by Jeff Bond, who's our executive producer of Chat with Leaders to make this this run of show just wonderful for our, our audience. But but what do you think about today, Prem? Give us give us your yeah. thoughts for the episode. I'm excited. And uh thanks to Jeff and team for always making us look good. Um and I'm excited to join you on kind of recapping these lessons that we've learned from the last year, how to apply them to 2023. Uh, I think it should be really good to kind of look back on what we've started um, last year and sort of see what are the biggest things that we can take away from that, what people leaders can learn. So I'm ready to dive in if you're ready. I'm ready. It's a hard job to make us look good, but just just going to do it here. So, um, all right, well, we'll kick it off. So, um, you know, one of my favorite episodes uh, from last year was with uh, an incredible leader, I have a ton of respect for him, uh, entrepreneurial, you know, startup guy, uh, Sangram Badre. Um, he had he now has started his own company, Go to Market GTM Partners. Um, prior to that, he was the chief uh, marketing officer at Terminus. Big success story, based out of Atlanta, account-based marketing. Um, and and you know, one of the things that I thought was interesting that that Sang- Sangram really kind of started to bring to light was some of the failures 
when it comes to bringing in leaders and hiring. And, you know, it might be that, hey, this person, you know, they on paper, they, they're the perfect fit, right? They've got the skill set, they have all this experience, but, you know, is that the person that you need at this stage of your growth in your company, in your culture, right? And so it's really kind of taking a, I guess, a broader perspective about, about you know, where they're going to fit and, and lead that team. So I thought that I thought this would be a great way to kick us off. Uh, so Jeff, if you could roll the clip. So this idea of a dreamer to a driver really helped me. And then the company, we just helped a lot of people in the company think about it is like, yeah. what do you need? Don't don't hire for skills that you can have a gold star and do amazing things. But if you can, if you don't know why and you're bringing that person into this and what type of function you're le they're leading, it's going to be horrible for them. It's going to be horrible for you. Yeah. So the idea, uh, dreamer, doer, driver, right? And um, you know, maybe in those early days, we need that dreamer, right? Um, but but I think that you know, I know you know, Prem, from our own, from from you know, growing Cool Leaf, you know, um, someone who has years and years of, of 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 experience at much bigger companies on paper, they it may be look wonderful, right? But if you're in those early startup days that may not be the best fit. Right. And so the idea of, you know, being able to actually kind of look at where you are in your stage, what's, what's the, the, the culture fit at that level as well. I thought it was really interesting and, and a great point that, that Sangram brought up. Yeah, there. What's your take? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think from my perspective, right. Like the idea that attitude, right. You talk about attitude and aptitude, right. Um, we've learned this, you know, to some extent the hard way, um, in some cases, but we've also learned that the people that we didn't think um, were maybe the best fit right on paper um, can also end up being absolute rock stars in their position, right? So it's it's a uh, I think the idea of like the attitude, the idea of sort of like matching that up to the culture as opposed to just looking at aptitude. Um, you ideally want to have both, right? But um, I think one can be, and I think we talk about like one can be trained for, right? Aptitude can always be something that's built up, but you know, this idea that you have the right person with the right attitude and the right sort of, um, you know, grit really for us. Um, that's, that's been the key. It's our core value, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So well, we'll kick us off for our next, uh, next speaker. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So we did this one episode one, it was over at mountain seed. Um, and it was with the CEO, Carl Streck, and he's an amazing people first leader. So I think in this clip, we're going to talk about how this shift from employees being more empowered to select the organization that they most feel aligned with, as opposed to the other way around. Um, so I think in this clip, we're going to hear a little bit about how, how Carl is approaching that at Mountain Seed and some of the lessons that he's learned around this. So you can go ahead and roll it, Jeff. So many people are telling us at Mountain Seed, I chose Mountain Seed because of the values. I chose Mountain Seed because of the mission. I chose Mountain Seed because the mission was employee-centric. Or I chose Mountain Seed because the mission said the word God in it. Like, can you even do that with HR? Like, uh, you know, um, but it was I chose Mountain Seed. And, and I think that's, that's a, a great thing that's happening in the business world today is that people are leaving jobs that don't value them, that they don't feel like they can uh, do meaningful work, have meaningful relationships, add value, feel valued. So for for where we, when we first did that interview, it's interesting, you know, we've worked with Mountain Seed um, for a while and sort of seen that culture. I think the idea that 
you know, sort of what he was talking about there from my perspective was this is no longer like a we're we're in a we're in a sort of a more mid to long term shift here um, with regards to talent, right? So a lot of people have been talking about the baby boomers retirement and this idea that with the boomers retiring, there's actually no more room in the labor market to kind of absorb growth, right? So what we see is a structural sort of problem for a lot of organizations that aren't thinking about this in the framework that Carl is talking about here in many cases, right? Which is this idea that now your employees are choosing whether you're aligned to their values, right? You have to actually still orient yourself to that. No matter what the gyrations, short-term, mid-term in the economy, those things are actually structural now in nature. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. John, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, you know, it, you know, he brought up a, a, just his personal experience, right? And what I love about all these leaders, it's not like they're talking about some like philosophical. Th- no, they're talking about here's here's what I've found. Here's what it, you know. Here's this is you know first person speaking from their experience, and you know the idea that it, it used to be where he was like, you know, had a, a handful of applications and he's saying, Hey, this is why we chose you. And the, the whole thing is flipped right now. Right. Now it's, you know, that employee who maybe they're based in Atlanta or wherever they are. Well, now they're being recruited from a San Francisco based company who pays a lot more by the way. Right. And so, so, the, so, so the, you know, the, the ability for that employee to go find the job that's going to align to their, you know, their values and what they're passionate about and gives that that's that's the world we live in now and so now it's flipped and that employee is saying hey i chose you because of and so just it's just a, a huge wake up call i think for i know for any leader for for me and everyone else and and just saying hey we've got to be really intentional about the why behind you know wh- why we exist what we're doing right. you know why, why you want to be part of this so i thought that was a i thought that yeah. was a great point um reminder for all leaders yep yeah it does an awesome job yeah um well, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of transition into this. Our next guest, um, uh, uh, Sheree Cla- uh, Caldwell, uh, who is the Chief uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at Salesloft. Uh, Salesloft uh, is uh, is a, has been a customer of Cooley for 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 years, and so we've gotten to know them really well. Culture is really important. I think there are over a thousand employees now all over the world, right? Um, and being able to attract and retain diverse talent, super important. Uh, they can't grow their company if they're not able to do that, right? And so to sit down with Cherie and understand from an executive uh, leadership perspective how they approach DE&I and how that impacts their talent, I thought was really, really valuable. So Jeff, go ahead and play this clip. As human beings, socialize in little groups that look like us. Yeah. We live in the neighborhoods with people that are like us, that are similar to us. We, you know, that that's just how we've assimilated. That's a comfort thing. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, back to the world is smaller. We It's easy to have information from around the world in no time. Yeah. It's easy to see people. It's easy to connect with people via Zoom and other things. So it's not proximity, but you can take the time to get to know someone by just having that contact. And that exposure actually helps with the old idea problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Sheree's uh, she's a phenomenal leader, and a ton of respect for her, and and obviously Salesloft. One of the things that she said in, in that interview that just has always stuck with me, uh, Prem, is that she said uh, DNI is a contact sport. And I, and I was like, oh, tell me more about that. 
Yeah. She's like, you've got to, you've got to bring people together and give them opportunities to, to interact, right. To connect and, and to, to, to actually build these relationships and realize, Hey, we're not that different. Right. And we have, we have a lot more in common. And, and, and once you start creating that sense of community, wow, that can impact your culture in an amazing way. And, and so I just thought, I thought that was just a great thing that, that I, I, I walked away from that interview with Sheree was this, Hey, this is a contact sport. How do we bring people together? By the way, how do we do that in a distributed teams environment, which can be a challenge. Um, but I thought that was a great insight from Sheree, but what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, no, I think like the, the, the general point of taking yourself out of the comfort zone, right. So taking yourself out of that comfort zone. Um, I think Sheree kind of reflects on that, that this idea that, you know, DEI initiatives can feel lightweight to a lot of folks that, you know, really say like, well, this is just the beginning. What I really need, right? What I really maybe need is someone understanding not only from a, whether it's ethnic, ethnic sort of backgrounds, whether it's socioeconomic, um, whether it's different sort of sexual orientations, whatever it might be, this idea that you can actually um, create linkages and connections between folks that find commonality um and do it in a way that potentially could be fun in some cases we've seen that obviously yeah. with sales loft and what they've done with some of their culture um they've done a phenomenal job at that i think but this idea that you know dei can't dei can't just be something on the wall it has to actually manifest itself in the culture in a real tangible way for most employees to kind of connect and sort of make that a contact sport and create those connections that may not have existed before so it's great. I thought it was uh, phenomenal that they're doing that, and they're one of the best. So, um, if you want to learn, if you want to learn what Salesloft is doing, I mean, they've done consistently one of the best jobs. So um, that was great. And I think you know, kind of moving on to the next speaker, I know we've got um, someone here to that that spoke with us. That Kevin Henry. Um, I know that you and Kevin had chatted, but I know that he's been a servant leader you know, really for the better part of 25 years, I think, right, with uh, executive HR and people leadership. I think he's got a background from Coca-Cola, Office Depot. I think there's he's been a part of Clorox as well, just to name a few. And he's now the chief people officer at Blue Links Corporation. So we heard from him, I think in this clip that we're going to hear now, it's his mindset around leadership team and how to best sort of serve this 2,000 plus employee base across 60 locations uh, where he currently is, which is Blue Links. And um, so let's hear a little bit about um, this, if you don't mind, Jeff, rolling the tape. You know what? We don't always bat a thousand. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. Uh, but the honesty is, um, you know, we're going to do our dead level best to meet people where they are, pay off their own with them, you know, the what's in it for me or their yeah. own employee value proposition that's uniquely theirs. And I think if you do that, then you have a much uh, greater likelihood of being able to retain that top talent and keep people engaged. What I liked about this, the consistency of being a leader um, and the transparency, I think you talked a little bit about the transparency, admitting that we're not going to get it right every single time, right? Admitting that there's, you know, there's humans behind a lot of these efforts that are trying their best, right? In many cases to create the linkages and the connection and sort of fulfill that employee value proposition, which I thought was great. So the consistency and being transparent really um, in that, like sort of being transparent, but not just not just being transparent once in a while, but continuing to be transparent about the efforts that you're making um, and being authentic, really, for me, this really kind of what came came out of that clip. John, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, 
it was uh, it was an honor to get to spend some time with with Kevin and um, it, it immediately I, I I knew there was no ego. Okay, so so Kevin's an executive leader. He's been in some phenomenal companies. No ego at all. He saw his role, his job was how do I how do I serve best our people. And, and, and one of the things, other things he shared, he said, you know, I try to create a magic moment for someone every day. You know, how do I just surprise someone with kindness? How do I just go out of my way to do, to show, just, just show someone that I care about them as a person. And, he, right. and, and, and that has made such a difference, uh, you know, in, in people's lives. And, and we, as leaders, we may not even know or see the difference that it makes, but um, you know, he really shared how, you know, that's his mindset. And I just, I was really impressed how he just, you know, hey, you take ego, you put that to the side. No, no, no. Our job is to to, to serve and elevate, you know, the people at our organizations because they're the ones that's going to make us successful as a business, right? Um, and I, I was really impressed with, with you know, with Kevin and how he, he brought that to the forefront. All right. So we're going to keep rolling. So uh, Donald Knight, uh, the, Donald is a, he, he's a great person. Phenomenal speaker. Um, he is now the chief people officer at Greenhouse Software. Uh, it's an HR tech company um, uh, in the uh, talent acquisition recruitment space. Um, I think they're around 800, maybe moving towards a thousand people, 20 plus countries, nationalities, all kinds represented, represented all around the world, right? Um, and so, you know, some of the things that, you know, I thought was really interesting that Donald, you know, brought to light. Um, and he also shared about a conversation he had with his head of uh, people experience, Layla, but um, was, you know, okay, how do I, you know, how do I create this sense of belonging and inclusion, no matter what office I go to, no matter what team I'm, I'm a part of. Um, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm flying into Ireland, if I'm, if I'm going over, you know, to Singapore, you know, how do I still feel like, and they call it a greenie green and a greenhouse. I'm a greenie. How do I still feel like I'm a greenie? Right. And they've went to this distributed, fully distributed teams environment. And so, you know, that can be a challenge over Slack and zoom and MS teams and all these things. Um, but that's something that, uh, you know, Don Donald has just, uh, I think blazing trails on when it comes to belonging and allyship. So Jeff, go ahead and play this clip for us. And she said something to me that was very powerful. She said the beauty behind greenhouse and as we continue to evolve and improve, one of the things we need to be mindful of is that we need to be a place where talent not only belongs, but that the environment should be a place where they're both respected, rewarded, and recognized. You know, one of the things that was really, I, I, I just, I, I was really, I, I just learned a lot from Donald. Um, and, you know, cause, cause we can, we can get caught up in what's going on in the business and, and what we have to do and, and realize that we not, we may not be making room for additional people's voices to be heard, right. And leaving oxygen in the room to make sure that everyone has is represented, everyone is included. Right. And, um, and, you know, and, and it, it, it's, it's being intentional as a leader to be thinking about that. Hey, you know, do I have. Um, you know, do I have different voices at the table who have who have the opportunity to share, right? And 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 it's just it's just being intentional to make sure that that inclusion is top in mind. Whether it's an all hands meeting, whether it's a, a you know you know doing a, a, a customer event, whatever it is, it, it's being intentional about that. You know, keeping that inclusion top of mind. I thought was I thought was a great point. Yeah, 
I mean, I'd say I'd add to that, like, just generally, like, Donald is not afraid to speak the truth. And uh, right. that's what we like about Donald. Um, we also had, obviously, he was a part of a, another panel that we did later. Um, but he, you know, from my perspective, I think one of the things that he has mentioned is, you know, recognizing, rewarding those folks that that are, you know, going above and beyond and doing that in a public and meaningful way, right? Um, and using DEI and allyship, right, to not only recognize, but to then start um, really partnering with the individuals that you think um, can take a, their career and their trajectory to another level. We've done, you know, at least for us at Coolleaf itself, our our team is, you know, we we purposefully created uh, a very, you know, sort of a diverse team that brings a number of backgrounds and a number of different experiences to it. And I think this idea of recognizing and rewarding comes, you know, to the ethos of what we do, of course. Um, but I think with Donald talking about, you know, championing, not just really uh, being and recognizing and rewarding, but also going to that next step, which was probably not something that we captured in that clip, but the idea of championing beyond that, right? Um, which I think he's just done a phenomenal job with. And, you know, he's just a, such a great, great dynamic speaker. So it was, it was awesome to kind of like work with him um, this year. Um, and I know uh, kind of jump into the next clip here, I'll kind of intro our next speaker. And it's from a live event that we did uh, fairly recently here in Atlanta, actually. And we came together to really learn from a panel of folks um, and Jeff Perkins was a part of this panel. So Jeff and I actually go back a, a little bit of a ways. He's, an, he's a proud Emory alum as well. And uh, he, he had a great run as the CEO of Park Mobile, um, where he oversaw global workforce. And he's, uh, you know, he's now since exited that role, he's taken on a CMO role actually at a different organization. But um, this was a clip where he's talking a little bit about the idea of core values, the idea of um, how to make those real. And I think um, we can kind of go to that um, clip, Jeff, and, and hear a little bit from Jeff about this. If the core values are really true to what the company is, they can be very powerful. And so, you know, some things that, that we did at Park Mobile, you know, we had, we had six core values and we truly made them part of the hiring process. We made them part of the uh, who gets a bonus, who gets promoted, sometimes who gets fired. Uh, and, but because we really live the core values, um, it, it infused into the way we operated as an organization and thus it created the culture of the company. So I think, I think you know, defining your core values is, is probably the easy part of the process, but how you live those core values out day in, day out, how you make it really a part of the organization, uh, that's what's really gonna drive your culture. And Jeff always does a great job kind of succinctly capturing the point. And you know, it's funny, like we talk a lot about core values at Coolleaf, we spend a lot of time with our customers on uh, these types of issues. And you know what he talks about with the idea that core values are actually something that need to be lived. Uh, that's something that we articulate pretty much on a daily basis to our customers, but also internally. And how do you bring those to life? How do you recognize and reward around that? How do you make them something that are tangible and not generic? Um, so I thought it was great to kind of, um, you know, just take Jeff's lesson here, which is it's not enough to have writing on the wall or, you know, a mission statement uh, up on the wall somewhere. It has to be dynamic. And you have to also revisit some of those values at times. John, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it, it I mean, it kind of goes back to the, the themes that we've been talking about with some of the other leaders, which is, you know, employees expect more now. Right. And part of that alignment to values and not being on the wall, but actually being something authentic and meaningful that is lived out, um, you know, is is super important is what people expect. 
you know, and, and, and in that, that live session with Jeff and, and, you know, we've talked about this with other leaders, but, you know, I'll get asked the question like, okay, well, how do you actually live those values out? How, how does that actually happen? And, you know, from, from us at Coolleaf, you know, with how we, you know, we do recognition, right. We help organizations with recognition. I encourage leaders to think about recognition as a way to tell stories, right? Because people relate to stories. They remember stories. And when you, when, what you're doing is essentially when you're recognizing someone, you're telling a story about how, you know, they're living out that value for that customer, for that colleague. And, and that's, you know, I think that's a, a just a, a super practical, you know, way to bring values to life on that day-to-day basis, right? Um, and so I loved what Jeff was saying. It's something that we live and breathe. And, and I think it's just so important for, just uh, just the overall employee experience. So let's wrap up on our final speaker, uh, which uh, last but not least, I, I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to sit down with uh, Mike Gustafson, CEO and president of Search Discovery. Uh, Search Discovery, they're based in Atlanta, but they've got multiple offices. They've, they've gr- had significant growth, right? They've acquired companies, which is its own beast in its, of itself when it comes to culture and, and how you're going to you know, think about your employee experience. Uh, but Mike, Mike shared, uh, you know, Prem, when, when I'm, when I, when I, he, I just always will remember this. He shared this insight with me that, uh, you know, that culture is like a garden. It's like this metaphor, right? He says, culture is like a garden. You can, you can tend to it, you can plant seeds, but you got to kind of let it grow, right? It's got to be, it's got to be organic. It's got to be natural. You can't force it, right? You got to let it grow. So I thought that was awesome. Let's go ahead and play the clip, Jeff. And uh, let's, uh, let's then we'll dive in. So that was a really short clip of a, of a really, really insightful conversation. Um, but, you know, the culture is, um, I think that it's, it's something that's ever changing, but it, it, it starts with your why. It starts with your, your purpose, your mission, your values that, that I think us as leaders uh, can have influence on, of course, and, and, and reinforce. And, 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 and by the way, like with economic uncertainty and think like when things get hard, you know, you kind of, I feel like you rely on your purpose, your mission, your why, and your values, right? That's the thing that doesn't change. Right. Um, but then you let, you know, you let that culture grow organically and evolve and we kind of tend to it. So I thought that was just a great analogy, but what are your, what are your thoughts, Prem? Yeah. I mean, one of the interesting things about what he talked about, right, was like the idea that gardening, like oftentimes involves, you know, planting those sort of like fundamental seeds, but also in some cases pruning, like where things are not working. Maybe there's not a good fit. Maybe they're, you know, they're, as you are evolving as an organization, your values um, ideally shouldn't change a whole lot, but maybe you're evolving to a different level and maybe that culture has changed. And so you have to be open to that change, but also at the same time, prune away things that may not be working, right? Prune away things and and continue to constantly like uh, tend to it. But yeah, it's a beautiful analogy. I thought it's like it's really well put, and uh, Mike Mike did a great job of just kind of encapsulating it. And good good lessons for the year for sure. That's a great point. And I think you know just overall, what I'd say is that we've got you know it's been a lot of fun just this year, kind of going through these different sessions with these number number of you know number of different guests that we've had 
with the idea that we've also learned from the things that we've done inside of our organization. Uh, hopefully these are, you know, good nuggets for everybody to take away. Um, and, you know, excited to hear what's, what's, what's coming up over here in the next year that we're going to have to encapsulate, but hopefully these are some good lessons for everybody to kind of take away for 2023. Absolutely. Prem. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, our, our hope, uh, is that the great retention is, uh, becomes a, a movement, right? It's a community around purpose-driven leaders and that, that, um, other leaders are able to gain lessons, learns, and insights that they can then take and, and apply to their teams and their organization and navigate all of these things that we're, you know, we're all, you know, kind of in this together and, and working through. And so I'm excited for this upcoming year. Um, would love, uh, would love the, the, the support of our audience. Uh, you know, we post this on LinkedIn and all the social channels and to share and to, um, you know, to, to, to follow and, and um, just be part of this movement. Right. And, and uh, we're just excited to continue to just bring you great leaders, great stories, lessons learned. Um, and our hope is this is going to have a positive impact for, for you and your, your team. Now for a little shameless plug uh, about Cool Leaf, uh, we are super passionate about helping purpose-driven leaders elevate their employee experience, engagement strategy, and, you know, really be proactive when it comes to retaining top people. So if this is a priority for you um, and you're interested in learning more, um, we'd love to talk to you. Of course, you can find out information, you know, at our website at uh, coolleaf.com, C-O-O-L-E-A-F.com. I'm happy to connect with you directly. My uh, email, my direct email is jduesberg at coolleaf.com um, and uh, you know happy to uh, share what we're seeing in the market um, you know just to, to really learn more about you know your goals for uh, creating the employee experience uh, that you want for your company this year uh, but that's all for today that's that's our show so till next time I hope that you be a leader worth following HR professionals thanks for listening as promised, this episode of the Cool Leaf podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit www.coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's coolleaf.com slash podcast slash SHRM and coolleaf.com slash podcast slash HRCI.